feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. Well, we're coming to the end of an interesting year, and we're definitely coming to the end of season three. And I'm excited to finally get a guest that I knew would be amazing um, for a long time. So today is the day we get Janice Christopher. I met Janice a few years back at Conquer Local, the conference. Um, and we spent a bunch of time learning about her and her business and understanding her philosophy. And uh, if I ever need to ask a question about what's going on out there on the street, Janice is one of my go-tos. So producer Colleen has got it all set up to bring you the Queen Bee, Janice Christopher from Janice Christopher Agency, coming up next on the Concord Local Podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Conquer Local Podcast, and we are wrapping up season three with a bang. Welcome the Queen Bee, Janice Christopher joining us. Hello, Janice. Hello, George. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today because let's let's give folks the context. Janice has been a channel partner for a number of years. You have been working with customers in your market. Tell the folks where, where you live and where you operate your business. I'm in New Haven, Connecticut, over on the East Coast of the United States. And Janice Christopher Agency has been a partner since September 2017. You worked in financial planning for a while, and um, I remember meeting you and realizing that, you know, you're a force to be reckoned with because you really get this and you really care about your customers. and You've got a great system that you've built. And I'm really looking forward to the next few minutes of learning some of the, th- and learning from you of some of the things that, that you've been through since that 2017. Um, but the question I want to start with is when you started as a partner, was that the first moment that you were working with digital marketing or were you doing that before you became a partner? Well, you know, it's interesting. It's it's kind of a st- uh, story of organic growth. Um, I was a certified financial planner for 25 years with a company called Ameriprise, formerly American Express Financial Advisors. And I sold my practice for personal reasons and then kind of morphed myself into an executive uh, coach. So I became a certified professional coach and was working with entrepreneurs who um, I was trying to sort of match their passion with what they wanted to do with their business. And um, so we would create this marketing, this like passion strategy for them. And then they'd say, okay, great. So I know how I want want to run my business. I know how I want to live my life. Now, how do I market this new vision of my business? And I wasn't planning on becoming a marketing consultant at all. But my clients kind of led me down that path. I found out that when they asked me, what should I do? I kind of had the answers. It's interesting because I, I'm hearing this from more and more folks that, you know, I'm I'm a business coach. I work with entrepreneurs. I help them to set their business up for success. And, you know, I, I heard what you said there. When you get it all set up for success, now you got to tell people about it so that they can come in and, and experience that business that's been set up properly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. 
once the entrepreneur kind of like is allows themselves to have that vision of, well, here's what I really want to do in my business. I don't want to do all this other stuff. I just want to do this one thing that brings me a lot of joy that I'm really good at. And they have to do a lot of restructuring internally and they have to do some mental restructuring as well. But then they have to think about if I'm just going to do this one thing, who do I need around me? And then how do I market myself to get just the right ideal audience? One, one question I wanted to make sure that I ask you, because you've been very successful and your agency has grown over the years. How do you scale it? Because, you know, you can't scale Janice. No, you can't scale Janice. And that's that's how we, you know, decided to become partners because I was at a point where I couldn't take another client and I was maxed out income-wise. I couldn't do everything myself. And I knew that I had so much opportunity. People were, you know, I don't want to say flocking to me, but people were saying, hey, can you help me with my marketing? And I almost was at a point where I had to say, uh, no, I have a waiting list. And that's when we found you guys. And that made all the difference. I've watched you lead sessions with our partners inside the Conquer Local Community sessions, but actually you were doing that at the conference was the first time I saw it. And I think we might've been having a Heineken or maybe a pint or something like that. And you had this group of channel partner disciples that were all gathering around as you shared some of the challenges that you've had. What, what would you identify as one of the biggest challenges that you faced as you, as you've built this business? I think just, uh, you know, it's the scale piece. That's always hard. And, and then the other piece is deciding who you are as an organization. What, what are you? What are you bringing to people? What are the services? Um, what kind of work do you want to do? So as an agency, you kind of have to decide, am I just going to focus on this one aspect of the marketing stack or am I going to try to do all of it? And if I'm going to try to do all of it, which I do... Um, who do I need around me in order to help me really execute it in a way that I feel good about? So, you know, we, we use this process here called, um, it's a perfect client's process. I had the opportunity to work with this um, author a few years back. Her name is Jan Stringer. She wrote a book called Attracting Perfect Customers, which I totally recommend everyone read. It helps you figure out um, who your ideal clients are, the qualities, characteristics, and attributes of the kind of people that you are best prepared to serve. And then that same process forces you to decide, well, who are you? Right down to what are your business hours and how much vacation do you take? And how do you bill people? And what services do you offer? And how do you talk to them when they're asking you to go out of scope? What kind of things do you say? So, you know, I think that the issues are always like defining who you are, who you want to work with, how big you want to grow to, right? Like how much business do you really want to do? And then what structures do you need to set up so that when people come to you and say, I want to do business with you, you're ready that same day to take them as a client. You've got everything set up. Super hard to say no when someone's standing at the doorstep and wants your help. And I, I think that, you know, I'd love to, to get your, your lens on this because what I've found is that you don't know they're not a perfect customer until about a year and a half down the road when you're in this pile of, you know what, trying ah. to figure out how to serve that client. So how have you, you know, I, I, I'm sure that you didn't come to this moment of, of perfect customer overnight. It kind of was an evolution. Could you explain that evolution a bit? You know, George, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Which I love means it. You're going to have to buy the next pint. 
Um, no, I, you know, I can give you some examples of people that I've met recently. Do you want me to, where I sure. knew almost instantly. So I had someone call me maybe three months ago, um, a mental health practitioner, you know, in another state here. And she had been referred to me and she was spending, get this 20,000 a month on marketing and advertising. Now, you know, any of us hear that we're like, yep, I want you. You're already perfect because I love your budget. But here's the thing. I did, <laughs> I did the initial consultation with her and I got a headache. Um, just in the conversation, my head started to hurt. I never get a headache. So, you know, we're talking and she's telling me what she wants and what she needs. And she asked me to put together a proposal for her. And I, I get off the Zoom call and I look across the desk at my marketing uh, assistant and I go, I don't think I want this person as a client. And she goes, send out the proposal. That's a lot of money. <laughs> so I, I drag my feet for a couple of days, which I don't normally do. And I finally send out the proposal. And then we, we have the debrief. So I have, the, I have her again. She's on a Zoom call. We're having the debrief. And she loves everything I propose. And it was soup to nuts. It was digital advertising, reputation management, um, social media posting, everything, everything, listings management. And, you know, great case. But guess what? I had a headache. And guess what else? She said to me, how are we going to measure the results? And I said, well, I have systems and processes for that. We're going to meet once a month. I have, you know, various tools that I use. I'm going to let you know, you know, that your listings are accurate, that your social media is working, that your digital ads are driving phone calls and form fills. I've got it covered. Don't worry about the logistics of it. And she said, I'd rather use my tools. Can you use my tools for measuring? And I said, I, I, I really don't want to. I don't use those tools. I have my own tools. And she was insisting that I should change the tools that I use so that I can give her proof of performance. And ultimately I said, I, I don't think I'm the right one for you. I have spent a lot of time putting systems and processes in place and they work. That's why I get so many referrals. Now you, the potential client are asking me to deviate from what I know works for me. I'm not gonna do it. So, so this is where I disagree with you. There are red flags always along the way, right from the first interactions. Did they keep the appointment? Were they kind to you? Were they able to understand what you were saying? There are so many signs and signals that happen way before a year and a half. How many signs and signals over the years did you have to go through to get to this point where now you can just see it a mile away? <laughs> well, you know, I, d I used to do this as a financial advisor. Um, I, I would fire clients. I would have clients that would mistreat my staff. And I kind of knew they were rude, but they had a lot of money. So I would take them. But now as a, as a marketing consultant and agency owner, I've just gotten wiser and wiser over the years. Um, I had, do you want to hear another story? Of course. That's why we're here. I love your stories. Okay, good. So I have another cute one. This one came in right around May, June. So when we were really in lockdown with the pandemic, I had someone else refer to me. He's a local cartoonist here. And his cartoons are super cute. And he had this idea to create personalized cartoons, sell them on Etsy. So let's say, you know, it's your 50th birthday and somebody buys you a cartoon that looks like you in a celebratory, you know, space. And um, he wanted and he wanted to make money selling these cartoons. And I thought, well, this is a, a grand idea. I actually like it and I think it would sell. So I'm talking with him on the phone 
And I spend about a half an hour, 45 minutes. And I'm like, yep, I'll send you out a proposal. We're going to do A and B and C. And I think this is really exciting. You know what he said? I do not. Can we meet for coffee? I said, um, why Why would we meet for coffee? Well, I just want to know who I'm doing business with. Um, well, you were referred to me. I just spent 45 minutes with you on the phone. I'm happy to get on a Zoom call and turn on my camera, and we can have a chat about whatever we would have chatted about over coffee. And he said, I just don't understand how we're going to work together if we don't meet in person. And I said, well... I love you and your thing is really cool, but we're a digital marketing agency. Everything we do is online, everything. And so we're gonna market you online. We're gonna communicate with you through email. We're gonna meet on Zoom. And he said, I just don't understand how that will work. And I said, well, then I'm not the one for you. And so, you know, I could have, I guess, gone to meet him for coffee, but then I would be just setting up a person who wasn't going to follow my, my systems and my formats. So I, I'm, I'm getting the theme and I understand, um, but I'd, I'd love for you to share it with, with the audience that this was an evolution. Didn't happen overnight. There, there's got to be some, you know, there's got to be some skeletons back there where you're like, well, I tried that once and that didn't work very well for me. That ideal customer... I, I believe, though, that th- you've kind of always been this way in, in your business, where you're looking for the customer that fits perfect. And, and I love the concept because this ties into that idea of the ideal customer profile. Um, so what would be your ideal customer? They have to do everything online, but what, what else would be in that oh. ideal customer profile bucket? Yeah, that's a good question. So ideal customer, they sort of demonstrate a lot of different characteristics. I have one client now who is the perfect ideal customer. He pays his bill on time. He's constantly increasing the amount of business he does with us. He's giving us referrals. He's kind. When he asks us to do something, he says, you know, whenever you get a chance, when we do work for him, he calls and says, I love what you guys are posting on my social media. You're so awesome. He sends me gifts, um, just all kinds of things. It's just a delightful person to work with. I never have any stress when I'm interacting with him or anyone on his team. And my team never has any stress when they're working with him or his people. And that's how we can do our best work is when we feel good, then we can be ourselves, we can offer our best creativity and our highest level of service, and we're never under pressure. So Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense, and, and I love the analogy. So let's talk about your ideal customer, and here's, here's the million-dollar question. Okay. How many times have you told that customer, no, that's not something that we're going to do, it doesn't match the strategy? Uh, I've told him that a few times. He's, you know, he'll call me on a Monday morning after thinking about it all weekend and say, I was thinking we should do this. And I'll say, no, I get what you're trying to do, but we could do it this way if you like. And he'll go, oh yeah, okay. I knew you'd know the answer. He never tries to take me out of, out of my natural way of doing. And and the other thing I think is really interesting in that is this is trust. So you, you have built a level of trust. Now, the other question that I have for your ideal customer how have you impacted their business? What outcome has that customer achieved working with you? 
Ah, so, you know, there are a few. So if we're sticking with that first one, they, <laughs> I remember starting digital advertising with them and then watching the calls come in. This is a body shop and they weren't answering the calls because they were too busy. So I, I call him up one day and I go, hey, buddy, you had 56 calls, but you only answered 32 of them. You know, there are a whole bunch of other people that were trying to hire you. He's like, I know we're so busy. And I said, hey, hire someone else to answer the phone. <laughs> oh, OK. Right, right, right. We need to hire someone to answer the phone. So now, you know, they've got their their shop is full. They're they're maxed out. They bought the property next door. They bought another uh, business that's complementary to the first business. And they're doing so well. And you know what I love about this is that his family is prosperous. They're thinking about buying a vacation home. His partner's family, the same. His employees are making more money. Um, their community benefits. There's just so much good that happens when we help our clients prosper. It's so amazing to listen to this story because it, it is exactly the sweet spot where any business wants to be. Find yeah. customers that you can really impact their lives because that feels good. Like, yes, getting the check from the customer on time and they pay their bill and you get your margin, that's good too. Right. But yeah. that, that other piece. Now, I, I've got another question that I, I have to ask. How many yeah. times has this business owner asked you for advice on something that is not even close to digital marketing? It's like, what color should I paint the chimney on my roof or something like that? Like some crazy thing. This guy actually thinks of me as his life coach because we have done some executive coaching together. So for example, if he has an issue with his partner, he might call and say, my partner said this to me, what do you think I should do? Or, you know, I had this conversation with someone and I, I thought I need to ask Janice about this. You know, we're friends. He invites me for dinner. Um, and, and I'm his go-to person for, for all things at a high level business-wise, which is pretty nice and pretty sticky. Yeah, I, I just find that to be the, the game changer is when you get to that point, you get that phone call and they're asking you some crazy question where you're like, I'm not, I'm not an expert on that, but they're just looking for advice and they trust that, you, that you're going to give them sage advice. Now, you may remember this moment where we talked about the hero story. And I, I couldn't wait to get you on the broadcast so you could tell our listeners the story about this hero story concept of how you articulate an idea to a client. Oh, you're talking about having the customer be the hero versus us be the hero? There you go. Ah, you're springing this on me. Um, yeah, I learned this from another organization and I'm actually like revamping my own marketing stuff right now, my own online presence. We need to talk to our prospects, whether we're in person or on our homepage of our website, as if they're the hero of the story. Like every good movie, right? There's, there's the person who's trying to get something done. They're, the guy's trying to become a Jedi and he's not a Jedi master yet. So he has a teacher. And, but the person who's trying to become the Jedi is still the hero of the story, even though he's learning how to, how to do what he needs to do. So we need to talk to our clients as if they're the hero of the story. How many websites have you looked at where all the content on the homepage is about us? We've been in business 150 years. Our grandfather started the business. You know, we own six buildings. We have 22 trucks. Um, we have 57 employees. People don't care about that, really, as long as you have a good reputation. What people care about is what are you going to do for them? They're the hero of the marketing story. They're the ones whose business you're going to transform. They're the ones 
who have problems, internal problems, external problems, and philosophical problems um, that they have to get over. Marketing's expensive. You can't afford to get it wrong. That's an, that's an internal problem. I'm afraid to do marketing because I'm afraid to waste money, so I'm going to do nothing. And so we have to help that person get over those things by the way we speak, by the products and services we bring, by the types of presentations we make to them so that they can feel confident. We are their trusted guide, but we are not the hero of the story. We're, they're the hero and we're making them even more of a hero every time their, their door swings and their phone rings. Did I learn that from you? Phones ringing and door swinging. You know, I don't take credit for any lines. Um, with the exception of virtual doorway, I do want to take credit for that one. Um, you know, the, it's such a great um, story when you tell that because I think we can never be reminded who the real hero is. And uh, we come back to this old school feature benefit, feature benefit, feature benefit. And I just actually had yeah. this conversation this week. I was talking to a, a gentleman. He runs a very successful business. And we were talking about his marketing. And, uh, and he was like, oh, I love our marketing. It's fantastic. Look at that. It goes through all the features and the benefits. We got a demo and everything else. I said, but what problem does your solution solve? Yeah. And, oh, we don't really like to market that way. And I said, well, maybe huh? that's why we didn't hit the goal this year is we weren't <laughs> articulating because I'll tell you, coming through COVID where all the budgets are under scrutiny and, and I don't see a lot of people saying, let's throw more money at marketing in this time yeah. that we're in. But if there was a problem, and we could clearly solve that problem and maybe reduce the spend or find efficiencies or things like that, you might get a greater uptake. Um, how do you how do you work with your customers to take them away from the vanity marketing, which you were just talking about, and I love it. 62 trucks, yeah. we just upgrade and we put new tires on them. It's awesome to, here's yeah. the real problem we solve when your air conditioning unit breaks. Interesting that you say that because I, I have a client that solves air conditioning problems. You know, it's it's about letting the customer know how the process works, right? So it should be on the homepage of your website, what to expect. You know, call us for a free consultation. We come out and inspect your air conditioner and then we fix it and we clean up afterward. So it's about helping the customer solve that problem of a broken air conditioner, let's say, um, or broken marketing where they don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it or if they're getting a return. That's my favorite. Are people who are spending money on marketing and they're like, but I don't know if it's working. How do you know if it's working, Janice? Oh, let me solve that problem for you. And guess what? When you become my client, we're going to have so much transparency that your head's going to spin. You're going to know if it's working or not. And you know what? I'm going to let you know if it's working or not. And if it's not, we're going to adjust it. I, I remember us having a conversation um, that had preceded the conversation, but mm -hmm. you, you might've reminded me of something that, that I hadn't thought of in a while where it comes to, and, and what, pr what prompted this was what you just said about so much transparency, it'll make your head spin. And, and I don't know if you said these exa exact words, but own your shit. So if things are going <laughs> great, you're going to go there and show them that's going great. But if things aren't going great in certain nuances of the campaign or whatever it might be, just yeah. say it. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, that's how you build trust with your clients is, you know, I meet with most of my clients every month, George. I don't want to let them get too far from me. And if I feel like they're kind of drifting out there, we haven't met in a while, I'm on the phone. I always find a reason to call. 
Um, and every month I have, you know, I have a format and a process. I have a great agenda that I use. It's the same every month. They know exactly the metrics we're going to go over. I compare this month with last month. And if, for example, if a digital ads campaign isn't doing well, I've already prepared and said, here are some changes we'd like to make to improve your results. Would that be okay with you? Oh yeah, Janice, whatever you say, but I'm proactive about it. I don't wait to get there to know the problem. I already know the problem. I've already got the solution for the problem. And I come to them and say, you have a problem and I'd like to fix it. Would that be okay? And so I'm always on their side. I'm always thinking about how to make their marketing even better because that just makes it way more fun. I never want to feel like I'm doing a client an, an, an injustice. I want them to love to see me. It's so let me just say something though, that there's automated reporting. You could just send an email to that client. They could log into a dashboard and see all that stuff on their own. Why? We, we heard earlier in the broadcast, you can't scale Janice, but you're saying that this monthly strategy call is something that you just never miss. Absolutely. Because you know what? They don't open the report. There are very few people who open the report. And maybe it's because I've trained them not to open the report, but even if they did, they're not quite sure what they're looking at. Ah, so when I, that's so where when I wanted I to go with that. Even if huh? they did open the report, it's like yeah. Swahili and you, you need somebody there <laughs> to translate the information. Plus the other danger is if they take their own takeaways from the report and it's not the story that you want to tell them. That's yes. Brilliant. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We want to be able to look at the data and say, here's what we think, Mr. Client. What do you think? Is your phone ringing? Is your door swinging? I see your chatbots pinging. Did you convert any of those? And so every month I come in, and this is for the bigger clients, obviously. Every month we meet and I say, you had this many form fills on your chatbot. Here are the names. Did they do business with you? So the client knows that I'm on their side, that every penny that they're investing in my advice and in their marketing I care about the return they're getting. They ne they don't get this kind of service from anyone. Ever. Well, you know, it's really important that we that we really emphasize that point. So it's number one, you want to take care of your customer because right. you it's easy to see that Janice is invested in her clients. Like that just goes without saying. Number yeah. two, uh, we're looking for an upsell. Is there an opportunity where we can grow their business even more, which is good for us because we can grow our business. But then right. number three, there's always somebody trying to eat your friggin' lunch. And if you're in there by constantly showing that value, you protect against the other people that are always coming in with the next new shiny thing. That's exactly right. Nobody eats my lunch, George, ever. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we want, we don't want anyone to break up with us and we don't want to give them a reason to break up with us. And the whole reason they hired us was because when I did my initial consultations, I knew where they weren't getting good service before I even met them. And so I came in and said things like, so when was the last time you spoke with your web developer and maybe updated the content on your website? Like, how often do you do that? I ask it very innocently, but I already know they haven't updated their website in 5.6 years. Right. So I no, get them talking about, well, we haven't heard from Bob in a while. We really should. So I already know that they're not getting good service. No, having those insights is, is really, really valuable. So I, I would love to get a look into your crystal ball because we are... Um, this is the end of season three. We're coming to the end of very interesting year to say the least. Yeah. Where, where do you see 
um, the business that, that we are in going in the coming years? Oh, George, I think that we have so much opportunity. And I and I disagree with you that, you know, yes, marketing budgets are under scrutiny. But my clients that the ones that didn't bail in April because they hit the panic button and there were a few um, are actually have increased their budget over the course of 2020 and are continuing to increase their budgets. Why? Because through good marketing and strategic advertising, I've actually helped people grow their business. I have somebody in California that said, I just hired six more people. Can you give me more digital ads? Yes, I can. So I think it all has to do with mindset. People are doing business. So Cal- Some businesses, not so much. Did, but you say, they're did you say California? I did. Yeah. But earlier in the broadcast, you said your agency is located in Northford, Connecticut. So <laughs> you're doing business everywhere? We're doing business everywhere. And you know what, George? That happened during the the lockdown of the pandemic, because people understood suddenly like, oops, I haven't paid attention to my online presence and now I'm screwed. And how do I find a good marketing agency? And so through SEO and also through uh, networking and referrals, I have clients all over the country now, which is kind of cool. Well, I was hoping that you would go there. We didn't script this folks. This was not ahead of time. (laughs) I just know Janice. Um, I want to talk about referrals. And I want to talk about leads because uh, in talking to channel partners or any business that we talk to, like, oh, we're starved for leads. Give me leads. I need leads. Um, The referral motion is an art. And I'd love for you to show our listeners, you know, some of what you've learned around getting a good referral, because that doesn't have to be in your home market. They actually could come from your your family network or your friend's network. So if you could share some of that, that'd be great. Exactly. Um, well, the, one of the best decisions I ever made um, was joining BNI, Business Network International. Um, a client of mine dragged me to a meeting one early morning. She said to me, you have to join this group. It's going to change your life. And I said, come on, really? How could this change my life? Well, guess what? It did change my life. I've made over a million dollars from referrals I've gotten through BNI. Um, you know, every week I meet with about 50 other professionals. We meet every single week. We talk about our businesses and we help each other grow. We're, we're always looking for ways to refer each other. Um, so that's number one, get yourself into a great networking group. And now everything's virtual. You don't even have to leave your house. Um, and number two, ask your clients who they're affiliated with, what groups they're in, whether it be on Facebook or other, you know, online groups or in-person groups. Um, ask for referrals. Ask them, who do you know? Like you just got 31 form fills from your digital ads. Would you please refer me to somebody else? Yes, of course. You're right. I should. So you got to ask. And it, it is there a opportune time to ask like when do you ask it's i I, you don't want to ask the wrong time like when is a good time to ask you know what there's a couple you know i can give you a couple of examples the one that i just gave which is hi i just met with my digital ads team this literally happened today you had 31 form fills and four phone calls she writes back and she says we converted 25 of those into new clients the other three didn't show up but yeah, can I increase my budget? I said, you can. And also you can give me a referral, would you? And I do it you know, kind of tongue in cheek. I'll go, damn it, would you give me a referral? I'm doing such a good job for you. The other thing is I have a client who owns a couple of stores here locally and he's always 
can I say bitching? He's always bitching about his bill. And I have to remind him he has two stores, so it's double the cost. And I said to him, you know what? Let me help you out. Who else do you know that owns a business? And he names three prominent local businesses here. And I go, how about if I write you a letter as if you're introducing me to your friends, that the letter is from you. It's going to be an email, obviously. So I write the email. You're going to send it out to these three guys. And whatever business they do with me, I'll give you, I'll give you some credit on your bill. I'll give you 5% of my profit on your bill. Clients love that stuff. Ooh, I can refer you to my friends and save money on my bill. Yeah, sure. Of course. Love to. <laughs> well, you know, our listeners, I'm sure they're loving it because these are some great uh, pieces of advice from, you know, a very, very smart young lady who has built a hell of a business. And Janice, I, I admire what you've built. And I know that you're now doing coaching of other channel partners. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I had so much fun this past summer um, with the Conquer Local community and the three um, sessions that I did. And the feedback was just amazing. People were writing to me um, saying, you know, how much I'd helped them and, ha and how much better they were doing in their business as a result of the things that I shared about how I run my business. And so we're putting together this little program to help new agency owners sort of get through that first three months in business where it can be hard to, to sort of feel confident and to get your chops and to make those first few sales that are going to help you stay afloat. So it's kind of like having a mentor right next to you. I did this as a financial advisor. I would be the one they'd call in to close the business. Hi, I've got a client. It's a lot of money. I'm afraid to flub it. Can you close the deal for me? Yes. So it's, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And so it translates very nicely into, you know, marketing agency work. I'm just really excited to help people become prosperous. It's kind of like my my jam. I like to help people be prosperous. I think it's just such a fun like reason to get up in the morning. You know, there is a theme that I that I continue to hear. Um, have you always been outcome focused? Always customer outcome focused, or is it something you learned throughout your career? You know what? That's such a good question. I guess because I started, at, I was 25 when I became a stockbroker. And about five years later, I was a certified financial planner. And my clients liked me because I gave the same type of service that you heard me say I'm giving now, is that I really babysit them. And I really help them understand that by being with me, by letting me be their trusted guide, the outcomes are going to be what they wanted and what they expected. And if they're not, we're going to correct it. So yeah, I guess I have. I come from a crazy entrepreneurial family, like my big fat Greek wedding kind of deal. <laughs> it's, it's interesting it's such a simple concept at the end of the day to focus on the outcome of your customer. I remember the first time it was ever presented to me, and I don't think I really understood it for probably 10, 15 years. Yeah. It was it was in a sales training session. I remember the the sales trainer, great guy, Jim Blundell. And he said, if you focus on the, he, he used the pilot analogy. So if you land a plane and if you look at the ground, you crash every time. So they teach you right out of the gate that you better look at the horizon. If you look at the horizon, then you you land the plane. And and you know the the correlation of the analogy is you know take care of the presentations, do all of these things, and the closes take care of themselves. But you know that outcome focus, I I believe, has never been more important than it is today. And then following up 
on the outcome that you've agreed to. So the customer says, here's where I'd like to be. You say, here's where I can take you. And and I, I appreciate you, you know, really hammering home how important that strategy call is on a monthly basis. And again, thanks for all of the wisdom. Um, you know, you've been a great advocate for uh, our organization. We appreciate that. And if people want to get a hold of you, how would they reach out to the Queen Bee, Janice Christopher? Well, there are a couple of ways. I love it when people use the chat bot on my website. So it's JaniceChristopher.com. We have a cute little site glue chat bot on there that is ready to talk to you. Um, or they can simply email me Janice, J-A-N-I-C-E at Janice Christopher, like the man's name.com. A privilege and a pleasure having you on the show, Janice. Have a great new year and we look forward to seeing you conquer in 2021. Thank you so much, George. Well, I'd love to drop the mic because that was amazing. Janice just gave you the 101 of how to be a successful entrepreneur in the world that we live in today. You know, she's talking about, we're only going to do a digital meeting. You, I love using the chatbot on her website. You know, she walks the walk. Um, no, she talk. how does it go? She walks the walk or she talks the talk? Anyways, she is digital. And that's what she's presenting to her customers. Some interesting takeaways, and there were so many of them, so it's really hard for us to to break them all down. But let's start. Number one, find your ideal customer. Run away from people who identify that they're not your ideal customer. They're just going to cost you time. They might hurt your reputation. And, And I love that analogy. Oh, I have my own tools. Would you like to use those? Okay, I don't think this is going to go well for you if you go to a surgeon And uh, just as you're about to get on the table to have an operation, you pull out your tools that you would like them to, you know, that's, it's just insane. Use the tools that you know to deliver the result. And then this idea of being outcome focused. This is what we're going to do. This is going to match to your goals. How about the transparency? We're going to be so transparent, more transparent than anything you've ever had. Nothing to hide. Here's what's going on. And then this idea of that monthly strategy call. I have long pushed that the only way you're going to be successful in your business is with that monthly call. So you sell the customer, you make this promise, and then you follow up on an ongoing basis with them. And you can hear from her. It's proof positive that that thing works. (sighs) Where else should I go and tell you about these? Oh, and then the referral piece. You know, getting into a group that could get you leads, yes, it will change your life for sure. We've talked about networking um, ad nauseum on this broadcast and to hear it from somebody that's living it every single day. And she deals with businesses all over North America and she's in Connecticut because she is digitally enabled. You don't have to get on a plane. You don't have to drive across town. She has set all of her customers up and that's why her business grew during COVID because she truly was embracing that remote work and, and did, you know, would you like to buy digital from somebody who uses digital? Of course you would, because you know that they're, they're using, you know, drinking their own champagne, as we like to say. And then that idea of making your customer the hero. So it's not about you. And by the way, it's not about them. 
It's about making their customer the hero in the marketing story that you're telling. It's just all so much goodness. Go back and listen to it again. Janice Christopher, the queen bee from the Janice Christopher agency. And you heard all the information on how to get a hold of her. In fact, if you would like to carry on the conversation, I encourage you to come to the Conquer Local community and ask some questions. Janice, very giving young lady, and she would love to share her wisdom with you that she's learned in building that incredible business. Oh, by the way, did you hear she talked about a million dollars, a a million dollar. I know that her business is even bigger than that. She's done very well for herself. And um, really, I'm excited because there were some great learnings inside that episode. We're coming to the end of season three. It seems like a long year, um, the year that would never end. But we really appreciate having you as our listeners, and we look forward to season four. We've got some great guests lined up already. And uh, don't forget about the Conquer Local Academy. Thousands upon thousands of learners going to the academy every single day to learn from these new courses that we have around, you know, how to e-commerceify your business, how to, well, there's just so many of them. Go to the Conquer Local Academy and learn on your own. And we are adding new courses virtually every week. So we appreciate having you inside the Academy. And while you're there, stop by the community, ask some questions, get in on some of the forums. And then as mentioned in the broadcast, the Conquer Local Community Sessions, where you can hear from experts like Janice Christopher. We've got a great lineup of guests to come in in those community sessions in the coming year. Thanks for joining us. Have yourselves a great and safe holiday. And we hope that the uh, skies will part and we'll get into the roaring 20s sometime in 2021. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, sound lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath. <laughs>